Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air. I am so excited to be here today because this is our second part of the show with my amazing friend, Eli Gonzalez, the ghost writer. And we're going to be going right into it because our last conversation was so amazing and I felt that I cut him short. So I invited him for the second time to come over and talk to me a little bit about where he's going, and how is he helping the community. Hello, Eli. How are you today? Rosie, I'm great. I'm great. The second invite. This is special. Yes, it is. Not everybody gets those, Eli, but yes. it was so great at our conversation last time, and I feel like uh, I needed to invite you again because I don't want my listeners to just kind of like have a taste and then now finish the course uh, and the dessert of the meal, right? <laughs> yes, let's fill them up with abundance. Let's do yes. it. Yes, awesome, awesome. And let's write that. Let's start again about you and I talking about mindset, right? So mm -hmm. culturally, we come from perhaps. Um, I mean, I mean, come on. Carlos Garcia was the uh, our our event yesterday, and mm -hmm. oh my God, it was like he was speaking to me, right? mommy and daddy issues right yeah so add that to the culturally uh embracing of a new country new language new food right mcdonald's mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> so in eli's way i know that there was a lot about your struggle that actually it has happened uh recently but this has been a long time coming for you where you have been uh, working on your mindset. Tell me a little bit more about that, where that started and when you realized, hmm, I better change this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it happened a long time ago, reading a John Maxwell book. Um, he, he, in this book, and I, and I forget the name of the book, but he started talking about how, how respect is earned. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I started to really dig deep on it. And I, and I have some of this coming out in, in my book that's coming out. Um, but love and respect are two different things, mm -hmm. right? Love, Rosie, you get love as soon as you're born. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. As a baby, you get these little kisses. People are talking to you with those funny little voices. And they give you love without doing anything to deserve it. You're just born right. with it. Right. Right. And as you get older, as you learn to walk, you're still you're getting all this love, you know, but you're not getting respect. Uh-huh. You know, as you're six years old, you've got no respect. You right. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you what to eat. They tell you how to dress, right? You got, you got all the love in the world, but no respect. Respect is a lot harder to get than love. Mm -hmm. And, and, and respect is a lot easier to lose than love. I right. Cause I know people that got divorced and they'll say, I still love them, but I just don't like them. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, right. So, so, so respect for, for me, when I read that, I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything with my life. Yeah, I got friends and family that love me, but, and I love me, but do I respect me? Mm -hmm. Who respects me? And that really started my self-development journey, 
you know, into finding things that, that and, and into, into maximizing my skills and my, my, my talents so that I could respect me. And if I can do things to respect me, others would. Amen. Because respect is earned. Respect is earned on difficult ground. Exactly. That is so, so true. And you sell your uh, enlightenment, right? Or self-discovering. Uh, like this morning, I did this new system. Kind of, I'm, I'm big in the DISC assessment, right? But this mm -hmm. one is called the YOS, which is the reason why you do what you do, how you do what you do, but then what your clients get of what you do. And I'll ha as I have been in through my journey of, you know, I, I, I have resilience. That is, that's why my book is called Nyeke, right? Resilient. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did not know how to translate that into the person that is hiring me as a business owner or as a, a Medicare broker. Uh, what are they getting from me? Because I was just talking about me, 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 Rosie is reliable, Rosie is, but actually what are they getting from me? And, and this has taken my business to a different level because I have learned to self-discover and improve myself, connect my skills and make them better and then delegate the ones that they're not, that I'm not very good at, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> like technology, yeah. like today, right? We have Kate in this in the uh, in the uh, studio because she's the engineer, and I'm just uh, challenged with technology, right? Um, <laughs> but that is so important. You start right there, self-discovering you and self-improvement. Yeah, and once once you've once you've given yourself respect, right? Once you've gotten some wins. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that I think is the fuel that can take you to, to longer journeys. Right. Right. You know, like, like some people, they look back at their lives and, and it, and it, and it breaks them. It tears them apart. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, a girl, a girl was raped when she was little, or maybe a boy was beaten up by friends or, or mm -hmm. whatever. And they'll look back at things, the times that people betrayed them, backstabbed them or something. Mm -hmm. And it weakens them. It makes them think, oh man, I'm not prepared for this big, bad world. And, and why does this, mm -hmm. all this happen to me? You know, the same person, though, can look at the same things mm -hmm. and, and, and look at it differently and respect themselves saying, well, I went through hell, but I got through it. Right. Right. You know, I, I'll bend, but I don't break. They right. didn't break me. That that person didn't break me. Yes. You know, so it's 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 once you get that 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 respect and it's easy for anyone listening to get right now. Right. For self-respect. Just think back of all the challenges in life that you've already succeeded in doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not that you're you're invincible and you've won every battle, but you've won plenty of battles. Right. And, and so, so, so without doing anything else right now, you can you can feel a sense of self-worth and respect because of what you've already been through. Even the times that you've lost because you've learned. Right. Right. Yeah. It's self-respect. I mean, again, it's uh, one of those things that I tell people, I guess it's, it's the learn to acceptance too, right? Acceptance mm -hmm. of yourself. Yes. My biggest, one of my biggest, uh, which I tell all my clients and all my uh, friends to do, right? Was looking myself in the mirror and saying to myself how much I love Rosie, how much I am Rosie's biggest uh, cheerleader and mm -hmm. how I believe and encourage Rosie to get what she wants to be. But the first time I did it, I, I like I couldn't do it, uh, you know, um, but it took me a couple of tries. And that's, I guess, the self, like what you say, the self-respect 
the self-assessment. But then that not only you grow in that part, but you also earn confidence of who you are and then also kind of like who your tribe is not, <laughs> right? Yeah, so you yeah. can let go of some of, some clients if you have to, that yes. they're draining you, right? Yes. And then some relationships that perhaps for the long time, um, you feel that you are owed to those people, but in reality, they're not bringing anything to edify your life. Uh, and sometimes you make the, you have to make those hard choices, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so me as a ghostwriter, I have it in my contracts. Uh -huh. There are, there are two different times in the contracts that the client can stop working with me and mm -hmm. not owe me any more money or that I can stop working with the client and mm -hmm. not owe them any more writing. Right. right? Oh, and, wow. and, that, and, and that's because it's not all about the money, right? It's, it's like you were saying about who you don't want to work with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't care if a client is paying me, you know, my maximum rate. If, if the client is, um, is so difficult to please, mm -hmm. or they no call, no show me, mm -hmm. you know, or stuff like that. Life is too, life is too short, right? you know, to spend time with people that, that, that at the end of the day, don't benefit you and don't feed you. Right. And sometimes money is not enough. Exactly. So, so me as a ghostwriter, writing books with people, I spend time with them. I interview them for their entire book. It takes, you know, an hour a week. It takes usually about three to four months. I, that's spending a lot of my time, mm -hmm. my energy with them. I'm opening up my spirit, my mind to what they're telling me mm -hmm. because I got to internalize it so I can write it for them. Right. And, right. and I got to be careful with who I let feed my brain. Right. Right. Exactly. You mm -hmm. know, so sometimes, so it's, it's really, really important, you know, and, and this is for business owners that if, if you're a coach or something, you know, um, to, to, that the perfect avatar, your perfect client, you know, shouldn't be about money. It should also be the way they make you feel and the time you spend with them. Yes. So true. So true. And you're talking about ghostwriters. So let's dive into that because I know we didn't get too much into it uh, in our last meeting. And I feel that this is so important for people to understand because you and I were talking about it yesterday and everyone has a story. So everybody has a book within them. It might not be the story that they think they have. Uh, and that's where your capabilities and your skill set as a, as a ghostwriter um, comes into effect. So what's a ghostwriter? How do you come about to become one? And tell me this about the ghostfather of ghostwriting, the yes. godfather of ghostwriting. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Uh, basically, a ghostwriter is someone that gets paid to write a book for someone as if it were that person. Mm -hmm. So, so, so kind of the way one of the ways I say it is like, is like we're in, in the writing world. We're like the literary nurse, like the literary midwife that delivers a baby, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have the woman who's pregnant, and the nurse goes and takes that baby from the womb out into the world, right? Right. In the same way, a ghostwriter will will take the person's thoughts, whether it's their intellectual property, whether it's their life story from their head and we bring it out into the world through the written word okay. right? but at the end of the day that baby does not belong to the nurse that right. baby doesn't get the nurse's last name that baby doesn't go home with the nurse just like at the end of the day that book belongs to the person that i interviewed because it's that's it's that person's life story it's not mine mm -hmm. so they get the they get the 100 rights to the books they get 100 royalty royalties of the books because they should it's their content 
I just wrote it out. Right. So basically, right. basically that's what a ghostwriter is. And how many books have you written? Because I know you have a goal, but you, you've written a lot of them. And tell me a little bit about the most successful ones and what's happening with those. Yeah, so <laughs> I've, uh, I've been blessed, man. I've written out 85 books for other people uh -huh. um, wow. as a ghostwriter. As a co-author, I've co-authored four other books. As an author, I've authored three. Oh, wow. So, so I've written and published. Um, there, there are 91 books that are published that I've written. Oh, wow. 12 of them. 12 of them have, have, uh, have hit uh, the New York Times bestseller status, which is the highest status you can get to. Uh, a lot of them hit Barnes and Noble and Wall Street Journal status. Almost all of them are Amazon bestsellers. Um, and, uh, and, and um, you know, so, so some of the most successful ones are the ones that hit the New York Times bestsellers, but there's other books that I've, that I've written that, that the stories are incredibly, incredibly compelling. Like we were talking yesterday, Rosie, about uh -huh. the, the woman who survived the Holocaust. Uh -huh. um, and those are the funnest books when you see people that that went through absolute hell mm -hmm. and they can still survive in society without needing medication, without needing therapy, right. you know, and they're just happy. Uh -huh. happy and, and, uh, and so, so some of my some of my most successful books to me um, don't have anything to do with money. It's right. really that that they got to the point that their book got published after everything they went through. That mm -hmm. is a success because I, right. I, I share the journey with them. Right, right. And, and it's uh, going to become what? What? What is like it's coming out as a what? A movie. A movie. <laughs> we're, we're talking to a few different uh, companies. We're talking to Disney. We're talking to Lionsgate. And we're talking to Netflix. Um, we have a, an executive producer that was involved in the Dolphin Tail movies. Uh -huh. uh, uh, who's uh, who's signed on to be the executive producer of a of a book that I wrote called Falling from the Sky. Uh, so so um, we're super super thrilled and excited about that. That it's amazing and congratulations, Eli. And where can people find you uh, for the ghostwriting when they need your services? Uh, my company is The Ghost Publishing. So theghostpublishing.com or or they can find me. You know more more on a personal note to follow me. Um, on Facebook, I have a group, uh, and it's, it's under Godfather of Ghostwriting. Yeah. So tell me about this thing with the Godfather of Ghostwriting. It was so funny yesterday when you said it, and then you do I have to get you see it? But you're gonna have to have a video, like a mini video of these things <laughs> about the blessing. <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. Well, it. You know, I, 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 I've hired maybe 13, maybe 15 ghostwriters. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and some of them have left, uh, you know, with my blessing to go and start their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And, and then I created a course on, on how to teach people how to make a living as a ghostwriter. Uh -huh. So someone once said to me, one of, one of the, somebody that now makes a living as a ghostwriter because he learned my system. He said, um, Eli, you're like my godfather. You're like you're the godfather of ghostwriting. Cause you, and I said, what do you mean? He goes, cause you know, you blessed me with my dream job. <laughs> and then, then he went to get down. He's like, let me kiss the ring. So, <laughs> so that, so I, you know, I, I, I like the way it sounds. Uh -huh. And, uh, and, uh, when I look back at it now, there's probably 10 people that, um, that I've trained to, to make a living as a ghostwriter. So I don't know that there's a lot of ghostwriters that train other people to do it. You asked early on in the show, how does somebody become a ghostwriter? There's no school for it. Right. There is, there is no school for it except for 
the one I just created, the course I just created, the International Ghostwriters Academy, is the only course that someone can take to to make a living as a ghostwriter, to have something that you can that to be certified as a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people they'll write one or two books and then they think that they're ghostwriters and they can write for somebody else. Right. But writing for someone else is a total different skill set than writing for yourself. Right. Wow. And you know, that. Yeah. So, so, so I teach that I teach the perspective, I teach of finding the client's voice and, and, and all these things. So, uh, so yeah, so I am the godfather of ghostwriting. It's and, so uh, exciting. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it has kind of like the godfather, you know, the, 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 the mafia godfather and stuff, but you pivot. You know, that's part of the, one of the uh, Nieke uh, components, right? Component number four is you pivot. You had people that were so successful that you encouraged them to be business owners. So you blessed them and you impacted more. Now you created an academy. So you realize that your teachings can be used by somebody else. And why not create an academy and get paid for it? And then you send somebody in the world in the world with their skill to become successful business owners. You make a bigger impact than just yourself. You just yeah. reproduce 15 Eli's with just different names, but yeah. it's still at the end of the day is your uh, proprietary uh, proprietary system and it's your teachings on them. So you multiply yourself with 15 people. Yeah, and it, it's really cool to, to know when I go to sleep that I'll never know how many people I've blessed with my life. Right. Right. I'll never know the amount of people that read the books that I've written. I'll never know the mm-hmm. amount of people that read books that, got, that the ghostwriters I've trained have written. But I know that I'm 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 doing my purpose. I'm 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 in my grind. I'm here to to obviously be successful and, and make money, provide for my family greatly and for my grandchildren. Uh, but I'm also here to serve. Right. But, but the story, Rosie, with that is that it's all perspective, right? The first person that did that, uh-huh. the first person that did that, like did that without my blessing. Uh-huh. I, you know, he, he just started saying, hey, Eli would charge this much for me to write your book. Now I can do your book for, you know, $2,000 less uh-huh. and you would get the exact same book. So when that started happening to me, I, I started to like, I, I literally cried. Uh-huh. Right. And, I, and I was complaining to my wife, like, how can I grow my business? Every time I teach somebody, they, 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 they go off on their own. And they, like, attack, they yeah. Yeah. And then she said, kind of like, like to be kind of funny, but to kind of like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. She says, she said, well, at least you've proven that you can show people how to do this. Huh. And I got annoyed when she said that. Like, right. Because I was really sad. I mean, here's, right. here's my system, my name, my process being being cheapened and watered down. They're making money now using my name uh-huh. and my system. And I'm like, how can I grow? And she says this. But that's when it started to turn. Uh-huh. Then, then when I started to hire people, I would tell them, I can also teach you how to do this for a living. And I turned it. Right. I took control of the narrative in the future. Right. And then I created a course on it. And now, it, it, but but I could have just said, I, I could have just kept crying and, uh-huh. said, and said, you know what? I'm no more hiring people uh-huh. because I'm, I'm, I'm literally training competition in my own backyard. Right. 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 So no more hiring people. I'm just going to do this myself. But that's not my goal. Right, right. You know, I want to build a writing empire. And I can't do that alone. Oh, I love that. Writing empire. The ghost writer writing empire. I love it. I love it. 
And Eli, yeah, we got yeah. about, go ahead, go ahead. Because ships are not made for the harbor. Right, right. Oh, right? I love like, it. You, you, Rosie, you're a battleship. You're not made to be stuck in a harbor. You're made <laughs> for the open sea. You're made to take people from this point to that point. Yeah. But I'm, also- I'm like that. I'm a ship, you know? I'm, I'm a ship, and I'm not made to just sit tied up to a harbor. I'm made for the open ocean. Okay, awesome. So let's talk about your latest adventure. You are the president of the Pinellas Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. How did that start it? When did it happen and why? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's um, that that's kind of a long story, but the short of it is I tried to get people to start it. Um here in Pinellas County, I was on the on the board I was on the board of directors for the, the Tampa Hispanic Chamber. Mm-hmm. And, and and one time coming across the bridge, I realized that the, the Hispanic business business owners in Pinellas County they're surviving from their talent and their passion alone. There's really no resources for them, no place for them to network with people like them. I tried to get people to start it. They didn't do it. And I figured, well, it must be up to me then. Mm-hmm. So I started it last year. And, and Rosie, it's it's been a tidal wave of attention. We've been on ABC, NBC, Univision, Telemundo, CBS, mm-hmm. Bay News 9. Um, the coverage has been phenomenal. Yes. We've got over 450 people following us now on Facebook and coming to our events. Um, and our heart is just to serve the Hispanic business community. Right, right. And and that's, that's when I when I founded the chamber myself, I, uh, I did not know the need. I mean, I knew there was a need, but I did not know how to present it. And the reality is that the reason you don't want to create the chamber, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, because you want to cre- create division. You want to have a commonality with those business owners that perhaps feel that they are the only ones with an accent or the only ones without the institutional knowledge of how to have a business in the United States or you know that they in their eyes they're not being successful and what you're doing is just providing a platform to bring all these people together to become better at networking and guess what's going to happen those people are going to go to the traditional chamber of commerce because now they're confident and they're going to become better members of those chambers better members to society and there's going to be a bigger impact on our community so it's just amazing you have a great team too your board of directors your vice president joe lugo love joe joe is one of my biggest uh, uh supporter <laughs> everywhere that i say i'm gonna go joe is always looking and saying he, he shows up most of the time and i love that and he is a great person to have as a vice president of your company uh, of your um chamber yeah he's 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 not only the vice president but he's, he's the co-founder Oh yeah. Um, when I when I first he was the first person I told about it, mm-hmm. and uh, and he said this is this is such a good idea, Eli, mm-hmm. and and I and I, I hired a company to get to get it all started, and he insisted that he helped me pay for it. So he right off the bat he put his money where his mouth is, and right. said this is this is amazing. And the cool thing about the, the chamber is uh-huh. that you know when, when you talk about not creating division, uh-huh. um, you know I left the the chamber in Tampa. Uh, but I talked to Diane Cortez, the president there, right. and right. Uh, and uh, you know I I left there with her blessing. She has mentored me right. in 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 things to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the Latin Chamber, if right. you know Roberto and 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 those guys. And we've talked, 
Right. So, so we're, we're now putting together events, the three of us together. So we're not divided. Right. We're right. not competing against each other because our goals are similar. And right. it's really to, to, to enforce and increase the Hispanic business landscape here in the whole Tampa area. Uh -huh. It's really for, 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 for the business owners now, but it's for that next generation. And that's right. really where our heart is, which is so great that we're not in competition. Yeah, and uh, I had the, my hashtag for the for the for the Chamber of Commerce was "Juntos somos más fuertes," right? Together we are stronger together. Yes, yes. So, where they can find the information for the Chamber of Commerce? Um, it's go hccpc because it's the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of Pinellas County dot org. Go hccpc dot org. Awesome. Well, Eli, this has been an amazing, amazing opportunity. Thank you so much for coming on board one more time to let us know who you are, what you do, and how you help the community. Keep it up, my friend. Gracias por el cafecito, and Rosie, I appreciate you. All right. Awesome. And to my friends listening, you are created with a purpose to fully enjoy all the goodness of God and to reflect the glory of his goodness to the world. So my friends, I hope this chapter or this episode inspire you because it certainly inspired me. So don't forget, you are unique. You are made to create, to be, you were created to have a purpose that only you can fulfill. Stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. Ciao! You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired.